This morning, we want to turn to the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew, the 13th chapter. I'm going to read the 44th through the 46th verse. A parable not widely used, maybe for some of you the first time you've heard it, but a parable nonetheless, I think appropriate. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, and it reads as thus, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Father God, we ask you today to move in our hearts, open our minds, and allow us to receive the message that you have for each and every one of us. Use this time to draw us closer to you to help us see how you are already working in our lives and how we can join in to what you are doing. Lord, I ask that you consecrate me now by the power of your grace so divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and let my will be lost in thine. It's in the wonderful and matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, I know I had up here... Oh, Mike didn't turn to a good. I had a title up there, which, why well, I don't give the titles, because I change them so much. But I think the title I would have is, Don't Trade Your Treasure. Don't be trade, yeah. Thanks, Mike. I had a treasure of, of things, but then I changed it to, Don't Trade Your Treasure. In this time of year, I figured I would do a sermon that was a little more practical something you all could use in your coming week, weeks. And so I've decided to do it around how to be a good shopper, all right? Exactly. See, I knew that would get your attention. And I have to say that I have not been a good shopper in my growing up. I didn't have a, a good sense of how to find good deals or anything. I didn't really have a good sense of money, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I had a laissez-faire kind of life growing up until I met my wife. And when you get married or you fall in love with someone, you, you take on some of their characteristics, good and bad. And one of my wife's strengths is money, how to finance, how to budget, and above all, how to find a deal. And so I've learned that couponing is not a hobby. Couponing is not something you just do on the weekends. Couponing is a full-time job when done properly. And so I, have, I feel that by some form of osmosis, I am an expert at shopping. So I am going to tell you all how in this coming holiday season, as you get ready to spend all of your money to please other people, which is okay, but how you can do it in an effective way. So three things. First, you have to shop around. 
You guys aren't taking notes. Let me take notes on this. It's good. First, you have to shop around. Secondly, you have to know the knockoffs. You got to know the knockoffs, right? And finally, you have to spare no expense. Spare no expense. See, in the scripture, Jesus is giving a parable, as he tended to do, and he often did parables not because he wanted people to understand it easily, or he would have just said it plainly, but because the opposite. He wanted them to think about what he was saying. He wanted them to chew on it for a while, to, to try and figure out exactly what he meant, because everyone wasn't going to get it. He understood that. It wasn't for everyone. It was for those who would get it, those who could figure it out. Those who heard it, it made sense to them. And so this parable, not widely used for some reason, but it's one of my favorites because it deals with an idea that's not so easily to get to. And I said before, this, this shopping season, it is about shopping around. And when you're shopping around for something, you need to kind of do that. Why? Because you want to become an expert at what it is you're trying to find. See, in this parable, we find Jesus dealing with something very specific, the kingdom of heaven. He's looking, trying to show you the kingdom. And he uses a lot of parables to try and give you an idea of something that's not easily seen, not easily understood, but trying to give it in a way that you can understand. And he uses in both of these a person, a man, a man who is seeking something. He's in pursuit of something. In the first one, he's in pursuit, and he finds something hidden in a field. But in the second one, it's a merchant, and he's looking for fine pearls. And see, all of us are all in pursuit of something. From your birth as a kid, you've always been searching, seeking something. Whether you're looking for a good time, you're looking for friends, you're looking for love, you're looking for a job. We're always in this continual mode of seeking, trying to find. And some of these things that we really are trying to get, the things that really satisfy us tend to be kind of elusive, or at least it seems like it's elusive. It doesn't last long. And so we find these two people searching in pursuit of the perfect thing. They're not looking just to look, but they're trying to find something. They're driven on a mission, chasing a dream. And sometimes we're scared to even do that. Sometimes we're, we, we feel the, the seeking, we feel the urge, but we're, we're scared. But why? Because we don't want to be disappointed. It's almost like better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all, right? You have to put yourself out there. You have to go and take a chance. Be bold. Be courageous. Don't be afraid to fail. Because in the pursuit, there's something that's gained. It may not be the thing you thought it was going to be. It may not end up the way you thought it was. But there is something that is pushing us. 
We need something. We have a desire for something. We, we think it's happiness. We, we think it's a better job, it's more money. We, we think we know what it is. But in this parable, Jesus is trying to show you exactly what it is you're seeking. We're seeking the kingdom of heaven. And in this parable, the kingdom of heaven is a hidden treasure. It's not easily found. And see, I didn't like that at first as I was mulling over this because I've, I tend to find that God hides in plain sight. A lot of times, God is just right there. We make it difficult, right? That's usually how I have to break it down to people. Like, we make it all this dramatic, and it's got to be this, and I got to go through hell and high water just to find my grace and my salvation. But really, no, it's right there. It's always been there. You just have to accept it. But see, here, he's saying it is hidden. And I'll say, well, why is it hidden? And if you look at it, he says, it's hidden treasure, but we're always seeking after it. And you have to be, and I wondered why he made it a merchant. Because a merchant is someone who understands the world. A merchant is someone who's traveled around to many places. He's a trader. He understands the value of something. A trader is going to know when something's not authentic or not. He knows when it's a knockoff or not a knockoff. I'm reminded of one of the first times I took my wife to New York and she wanted to get a purse. And in my way of doing things, I said, oh, okay, well, we can go down to this little place called Chinatown. They have plenty of purses there. And it'll have the name that you want. It may not have come from the guy whose name's on it, but it looks like it, feels like it, but it's not it, is it? And a good trader, a good merchant, understands the true value of something. And so when a merchant sees a treasure, a pearl, and he knows that it's real, it's authentic, and in the parable, not only does he know how authentic and real it is, but he's willing to give up everything he has to obtain it. That's the kingdom of heaven. And so it's, it's not that it was hidden, that, it, that God hides the kingdom of heaven, it's that we don't see it. It's hidden from us because we're not good merchants sometimes. Sometimes we take the knockoffs. We take love in whatever form it's willing to give it to us. We take friendship in whatever form it's willing to come. But God's saying there's only one authentic treasure. And you'll know that treasure because you'll be willing to give up everything you have to have it. It's in us. This gift he's given us, this pearl, this value, this beyond anything else the world has to give. He said it's hidden in a field. And when he found it, this guy, he hid it again. He put it away for himself. That's how precious it was. 
He didn't want anybody else to have it. And he says he went and he, not only he went and he bought the whole field so he could have that treasure. What are the things that we strive for, that we work so hard to get? Our family, work hard for my family, for our kids, for our happiness. We all want to be happy. And he's saying right here, there's something that's so valuable that you'll be willing to give all those things up. Give up your family. Give up your work, your dreams, to have this thing, the kingdom of heaven. You would trade, would you trade your peace, your happiness, your gratitude, your joy, would you trade that away for anxiety, irritation, impatience? These are the choices we make every day, don't we? And we trade them away. We give away our joy like it's, it's not worthwhile to us. We accept our anger. We accept the disappointment. We accept the insecurity. We accept the lies of the world. We, we invite them in. We give them place in our hearts. That's not a good merchant. Merchant wouldn't accept any of that. He knows that's not worthwhile. And why would anybody else want that in return? If I was out here peddling hate and anger, you would say, I don't want any of that. But then it's peddled to you all the time, isn't it? I see it everywhere. I see hate. I see anger. But yet we allow it. We accept it. And that's the parable that he's trying to say, that everyone's not going to understand this. And that's why it's a treasure. That's why it's sacred. That's why it's so precious. Because it's rare. It's not something that we just can have and it's... It does seem fleeting, doesn't it? Because the world comes at us from all sides, and it brings so many challenges, so many struggles, and it drops us to our knees sometimes. And we just say, Lord, please help me in this moment. I don't know what else to do now. And he's saying, I've given you a treasure. If you would just look to my treasure. You know, a lot of times in my thinking of, of what's going on in my life, and, and maybe you've experienced it too, we always look at it from an intellectual kind of place, meaning I'll look over what's happened. Maybe something bad happened, and I'll, I'll retrace my steps, and I'll connect the dots. Okay, this, I did this, and it led to that, and it led to this, and that's how I got here. Oh, I made these mistakes. I'm not going to do that again. And so maybe I'll tweak some things. And I, Okay, I'll do this, and I'll do that. And then what happens? I find myself in the same place again. All right, how did I? Let me retrace my steps. Well, okay, I did this. I did that. All right, I won't do that maybe next time. And then this will happen. Yeah, okay, that'll do it. And then I find myself back in that same place. And what I realize is that we give ourselves way too much credit. Our egos jump up and say, man, if you had done this, it wouldn't have happened. 
If you had just not done that part, you would have been okay. But that's ego talking. That's me telling myself, I've got the control. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. I know why I ended up there. But the truth is, it's not about my decisions in those moments. See, there's a spirit that's guiding us. When we accept Christ in our lives, we accept a Holy Spirit, a comforter who guides us, tells us what to murmur, what to pray. And in that direction, we feel these inclinations. We feel these desires. We don't always follow them, but we know they're there. And so what I would say, instead of me wondering, oh, if I had just done this, I had just done that, if I had just simply surrendered to the Spirit, asked what the Spirit was doing, then I wouldn't have to worry about the result. Even if the result wasn't what I wanted, the result would have been exactly where God had placed me to be. See, I can reconnect the steps. I can reconnect the dots of my past, but I don't know what's going to happen in my future. I can't connect those dots. But what I can do is stand firm in my faith that the same God who connected my dots in my path and brought me to this place that I stand here right now is also directing my steps in my future. So why not have the confidence of knowing and trusting that God is leading me exactly where he wants me to go? And say thank you for guiding my steps, Lord. I don't know why I'm in this situation. I'm not exactly sure exactly what to do in this situation, but I'm going to say thank you for placing me here. I'm putting my trust in you, and I'm going to allow you to work it all out as I just show your spirit to those around me. That's the treasure. That's the treasure. That's what a good merchant values. When you've seen what the world has to offer, you've seen the value of the world's gifts, you've couponed yourself to death, you've saved everything you can, you've made the best buys, but then you see the true treasure, the pearl. A lot of scholars look at this parable, and they're, I mean, they're all over the place. I did a little research, and some see the merchant as Jesus, the pearl as the church. Some see the church as the merchant, and the pearl is Jesus. However you want to flip-flop that thing, there's a simple truth to it, that this kingdom of heaven is what we should be seeking first and foremost. And when we seek that, when we make that the first priority, all the other things will fall into their proper place. They have the right perspective. And we don't have to allow those things to have so much power over us because we understand they're just part of this puzzle. They're just part of this life I'm living. They don't define me. They don't rule me. It might be a part of me, but by the grace of God, 
I have one ruler. And that ruler abides in me and I surrender to that. So when you're shopping, as you shop around, be wise. See the difference in what the world offers and what God offers. Understand where it's not quite authentic. Don't accept the knockoff because there's only one genuine Savior. And when you find him, treasure him. Give thanks. Know that he's made you for himself. That he's given you a place above the angels. That he values you so much that he was willing to give his only son to this world, to the sins of this world, to the death of this world to the pain and disappointment of this world. Why? Because he saw you as the pearl. He sees you as his treasure. So let us see him as ours. As Liz comes forward,